back everyone to the more civil podcast and today i am super excited to bring this young lady on the podcast um, i've been wanting to bring her on for a while so it's so 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 ex- exciting to have her on the show and whenever i told her because whenever you feel a formal to be a guest on the show there's a google form we have and then there's a question that i asked for your bio and this girl just puts dentist event plan and entrepreneur and i'm like this she's more than this but for the purpose of simplicity, let's just call her the dentist, event planner, and entrepreneur. Today on the show is um, Daranola Balogun, and I've known her since um, college. We actually went to the same college as a dentist, and we also served in the same unit, children's evangelism unit, while I was in um, so CEU. And I know she has a heart for um, especially kids. Um, she also planned our wedding, so <laughs> which was like 30 years ago. So everyone, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Dr. Damlola Balogun to the podcast. Hello. Hi. And for the last time, I don't remember your wedding name anymore. There we, go, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, welcome, 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 welcome. And thanks for um making this happen. I imagine you have a very, very full schedule, you know, being a mom. I am so glad I'm here. And all that kind of fancy stuff. So let's let's just, you know, get you all situated in this podcast today. Mm. So let's start with just going up. I know you grew all up right. in grew up in the bio and I know you're a pastor's kid. And I know you grew up in a very, yeah. in a very, very <laughs> robust family, you know, because I met your dad and I met your mom before, and I think I met one of your siblings. Mm. You guys are so involved, you know, you're so close. It's just, just for the sake of those who don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so okay, like you said, my name is Damnola Balogun, married Balogun, but maiden name Adegreso, and um, I'm mid thirties. Um, I'm a dentist, dental surgeon, uh, partner at my practice. I run my own businesses as well. And I come from a Yoruba family. That's an ethnic group in Nigeria. And we are, we're, yeah, six children. And my parents grew up very, grew up in Ibadan, in Nigeria, Ibadan or your state in Nigeria. And, you know, I think I had the best, I had the best childhood growing up. My family was, like everybody says their family is the best, but mine was, was lit. Like we, we were close. Everybody was, you know, I'm Christian. My, my parents are, like you said, my parents are ministers and pretty much just me here. I'm married, of course, um, two kids. This year will be 10 years being married. Yeah. December this year. So, so far, it's been lovely. I think that's pretty much basic yeah. about me. She calls it busy. Um, she all of that. Yeah. Yeah, dentist, event planner, entrepreneur, and she says busy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing but basic, baby. Yeah, I'll expand on that. I'll expand on that. If you, if definitely, you definitely. Um, so, but let's start with just, you know, um, why dentistry? Like, I know, if I recall, none of your parents are in the medical profession, correct? Okay, nobody, nobody in your family. Nobody yeah. family so, what about is. dentistry? What was the pull for you? So, was that profession? If I tell, if I tell you, <laughs> promise me you're going to believe me. <laughs> I think I should. I think the, the best part of this will be not believing the way you're setting the up the story. I think I, I think I should do the audience if I not believe you. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I actually wanted to do medicine okay. and surgery. It was on my mind all through. I I, I actually was out of secondary oh. school really early. Um, I finished high school 14 
and at then I already started applying to mm-hmm. uni and I wasn't getting medicine and surgery then someone told me about your uh, last diploma uh-huh. then so I think I applied I I didn't get into medicine that first pre um you know that first um yeah. diploma year and I think I got pharmacology but I did so well I think at the end of the year my GDP was was like 4.6 or 7 and it was supposed to be a criteria to be able to cross to medicine mm-hmm. and surgery and you know do that and then it just turned out that they said no what? and they were like so if you leave pharmacology who is going to do it so you need to stay because there are not so many like the entire class was just like maybe 15 and they were like you have to stay I'm like no I was here I mean <laughs> I'm like I came here I did this I mean we all did the same thing in this first year and I did better I mean what makes me what makes me lesser than we did the same thing all of us everybody in dentistry medicine everything pharmacy all of us did the same thing this year why do I have to stay in pharmacology so I try you know I had an uncle in in um, a professor in engineering and then it was just chilled like go and do whatever they ask you to do but I didn't want it so I prayed it was funny it was this thing was serious uh, drama and then all of a sudden one day he came to um, college of medicine and then he says I'm coming to see your provost let me see if I can talk them into whatever they can do since it's the you you are qualified actually and it's supposed to be the same you know um yardstick for everyone and but because i had been trying so hard to change courses i've been going to all the offices they'll say okay even if you don't get medicine what's your second choice i'll say mm-hmm. dentistry the dentistry was like at the tip of my lips this story was very funny so i got into the provost office my uncle was seated the provost was there and then they asked me the golden question mm-hmm. So if you're not doing pharmacology, what would you like to do? I was about to open my mouth medicine. and say medicine and surgery and then dentistry fell out of my mouth. I still do not know how it got. It just jumped out of my tongue. And then and I said, No, 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 no. So I mean I said, I said, No, 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 it's medicine. The man said, uh, actually the class is even full anyway, so just to the dentistry like that. I'm telling you, that's how I'm just have somebody to like, like, like that. You know, thank God everything worked out for you. I'm telling you. <laughs> It did. So, uh, but I later found out that I actually, I actually fell in love with it along the line. Really? Because you're practicing you know, it still, and you're doing the entrepreneurial. I, 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 first thought it was bad. I wasn't happy, but then along the line, I was like, this thing is so bad. And one thing about me is, I believe that whatever it is worth doing at all is worth doing. But the fact that mm-hmm. you're doing it, just do it well. Let people see that you know, you put your one hundred. In whatever your hand finds to do, that's one thing about me. Whatsoever you, even if you did not go and seek yeah. that thing, your hand has found it to do. Do it with okay. all your heart. So I studied, I did everything, and I mean, I love it. I love it now. Love it so much. So, um, you've made a career out of this, not just even as a professional, but also as a business person. Because I know you are one of the managing partners of the Blanche Dental Clinic. Yeah, you guys came through for me whenever yeah. I was in Nigeria, and I broke one of my because <laughs> <laughs> I was eating fish. I just had pra. <laughs> Anyways, and that is always. Um, yeah, I was just poking. Oh and you're also the national convener of the community dentist. What has the business side of things been yeah. like for you, and how did you even ease into it? Yeah, so business. Okay, actually, I didn't just stumble on business on uh, managing partner. I started working. I worked in other places after school, 
and then I already knew I wasn't going to go back for um, the Nigerian residency. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just a mess. There's just so many, so much, too much politics. And then dentistry is basically more about your skill. Uh-huh. Your skill can get you, you know, to a lot. So I just decided I was going to be taking a lot of, I was going to be doing a lot of traveling, taking a lot of courses and all of that, which I've been doing. And then um, along the line, I started working with Blanche in 2015. And same thing, I always tell people, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your heart. I came into that organization with the heart to be faithful and loyal and uh-huh. to learn. Because I, I realized I was working with one of the best, you know, um, dental practitioners uh-huh. in Nigeria. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to plunge myself into this. And then the truth is, most of the time, people don't know, in career, in business, your goodwill and your sincere, the sincere state of your heart would most likely never be go, um, never uh. go unnoticed because I wasn't really doing those things. It was just I just made up my mind that you know what, do in a business, do in a place, in a workplace, the way you would have yeah, them yeah. do to you when you eventually get uh. to this place. So it should, in, I mean, down the line in the future, if you're going to have your own practice, I, how would you like you know the doctors that work with you, the nurses that work with you, how would you like them to act in your own practice? And that was my so I was working and then I took a break. I took a, a <laughs> I took some funny breaks while I was having my kids. And I think the longest one I took was two years, wow. seven months wow. off work. No practicing, nothing. I was just home. Because my kids were I had my kids back to back, just a year and seven months between them. And it was so I just knew that I had to be there for them. Like I couldn't juggle both. And then when I left, they uh. felt it. Like when I was away, it was I had to literally resume my first child. I resumed six weeks after wow. I had my baby with my baby to work because it was like, I mean, I'm up. I mean, this place is falling wow. apart. So by the second time, I wasn't even thinking. I was I was not sure I wanted to go back to work. I was thinking, you know, maybe just chill a bit, then ease into something else. But then I I, I was like, they were like, nah, we can't let you go. So what, do, what would it take to have you back? I was like, well, hit me with something. <laughs> And then they were like, how would you like, how would you like, you know, being um, a partner? So now you're no longer just a dental practitioner. You're no longer just, um, you're going to be running the clinics, the business part. You're going to be sharing profits. We're going to be doing business meetings. We're going to be looking for business, you know, as well as, you know, practicing. And then, you know, instead of now spending my money on yeah, trips, they yeah, studying, um, yeah they, would, they would have to do, they would do that for me and all of that. So, yeah. Look at that. I mean, it was good. It looked good. And then I just, I took it. I came back. And that was uh, 2019. So I think the moral of the story is just, you know, um, give it your best and don't walk like your seven man, like walk like your seven God, right? And that that diligence will make a path for you is what you're trying to say. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. And it seems like it's also a celebrity spot because I've seen, maybe it's done jazzy or you, yeah. It is, uh... (laughs) It is. So the thing is, a lot of people don't know, but the MD of the clinic, Dr. Uh-huh. Timmy, he also he used to be in um, the College of Medicine oh. as well. So he used to be in a musical. Oh, wait, is it um, a popular musical? Yeah, with with um, Don Jazzy? Wait, is it the one? Yeah, oh, yeah the yeah, tribes, yeah. and then it was with. No, no. no. So it was with uh, Dr. Yeah, Timmy, yeah. it was yeah, with yeah, Sasha. Yeah. Ah. And, so I think they were that tribe, and then there was tribesmen, and they were just in one very big family of you know, artists, nice. and then those early, 
the early um, hip hop artists in Nigeria actually know him. So it's just it was just like a oh our guy that's a dentist that decided yeah. to stick yeah, yeah let's go yeah. there you know and from then um, it's just been and I think it's um, we also it, you know what the thing about these things is when somebody sees a celebrity sees oh okay this is a safe space for me I can go yeah. there yeah. distrusted yeah. and they just keep coming like that because you want you know you want to minimize the uncertainties of madness outside as you know <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think one thing that has been very rewarding to see is just the the way Nigerians are taking better care of their teeth. And I, maybe it's maybe it's just two things that are happening at the same time. It could be that's really true, or maybe because of social media and you know, a lot of professionals like you talking more about I mean like advertising your craft. When I say advertising, like importance of maybe for example, dental hygiene, quick tips on how to, you know, make sure that you're getting the bank for your buck when it comes to the dentist. Is that something you've noticed, especially comparing when you were in school and now do you think then? Because I've seen a lot of Nigerians, especially with like dentures and um, braces and doing orthodontic work, orthodontic work. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't quite common. Yeah. Now it's like almost commonplace. Is that something you also need to see in your practice? Yes. So I noticed it's actually it's even the curiosity that people have now more um, than ever. Um, I think it's I think it's more of social yeah. media, and I will tell you why. Um, now, now the world is a global yeah. village. Now you literally can know everything everywhere. People are more exposed. Even movies are easily accessible now. There's Netflix, mm-hmm. there's everything. Everybody can see everything happening yeah. all over the world. And if there's one thing, I mean, take for example, the interest you have in, in um, Korean mm-hmm. language and all of that. Nigeria is big yes. <laughs> on Korean yeah. drama and everything. And when did all this start? It's not too long ago. Now you see Korean restaurants bringing yeah. up in Lagos. You see Nigerians trying to, you know, buy yeah. Korean food. You know, just do stuff. So that's the thing. Everybody can see everything going on around. And when they see things, they see culture, they see practices, they see habits. And they're wondering, um, if people all over the world can do this, why can't we? You know, even celebrities, they go around, they see, you know, pe- people getting veneers, you know, to mm-hmm. get whiter teeth, people getting braces to straighten mm-hmm. out their teeth. And they're like, oh, there's a solution. The truth is, some years ago, a lot of people didn't even know there were solutions to, you know, bad yeah. dentition and all that. But they can now see their counterparts all over the world, you know. You go online, you see your fellow celebrity getting their teeth done. You even see your fellow influencer, I mean, your favorite influencer, you know, from yeah. another country, you know, getting their teeth done. And then you're like, and that's one thing, especially the global influencers. They go and say, oh, follow me on a day, the day I'll yeah, to my dentist. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you see that and you'll be like, okay, let me look for the nearest dentist around my house just to feel like I know what to do. And the truth is, when they start doing this thing, they get more informed. They get to the dentist, then dentists can tell them more. You know, it's just, it's, I think it's, I would say, I would give it 70%. That's good. Everybody is seeing the yeah. world now and they're seeing the world better, yeah. you know. Good, good. Um, what are some quick uh, dental tips you can throw away? Because um, I imagine if, you, if you're anything like my husband, anytime he's with friends, I start telling him about his health. That, oh, what, 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 doctor, what do you think about this, you know, pain I'm having here? So let's just, you know, recycle that kind of setting here. What are some quick dental tips for those yeah. that are hesitant to go to the dentist's office? I always say, don't never expect that you're going for a painful experience because what keeps people away is the fact that they just feel like I am going there to go and experience pain. A lot of adults, are, they have they've zeroed their minds that, you know what, anything yeah. dental is painful. It is not. There's so many now. Forget about those days when you were younger. That's a trauma now, that are carrying there them are so many, 
Yes, a lot of a lot of people are traumatic, traumatized. I promise you. So even right now, I try with the little kids I see now. I know that, so I try my best to make sure kids that I see daily are not um, traumatized because they um, will never forget. Bad. So when I see kids, I have all kinds of um, um, materials yeah. to mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. yes, I even have a lot of anesthesia. Mm-hmm. You know, different types. The one that tastes like um, mm-hmm. watermelon. The one that tastes. Where were you guys like, when we were little? What so was just, what, what were all the techniques? <laughs> <laughs> So you just rub it around uh, the gum and then when you want to put a needle, they don't even feel it. You know, you talk them, walk them through everything. You make sure. So I try my best to make sure kids of nowadays are not traumatized. But you see, these adults are already carrying this trauma. We can only speak to them and counsel them that they should please bring their kids. Maybe when you watch your kids not go through a traumatizing process, maybe your minds will be changed. So I always tell people, number one, don't expect. Now, just have it at the back of your mind that every dentist nowadays, they have ways to keep you away from pain. It's not like before. They don't force people to pull their teeth anymore. They don't drill through your teeth and then you're feeling pain. They're telling you you're not a man, you're not a man. I've heard all kinds of trauma people have gone through. They'll say they, they did they did the treatment like that, even when I was feeling pain. You know, there's that that has changed. People are there's so many things we do now, so many things that are much better. That's one. Number two, because I know everybody knows the regular yeah. brush your teeth twice daily. I'm flush, you know, we all know that. But I always, yeah. yeah. And first, plus, yeah, you know, I know you know that you can even check that online. But number one, I'll say don't expect pain okay. when you're going. So get those treatments done. That thing that is paining you, that place that you know that you know that you're supposed to go to the dentist because you're afraid. Today is the sign that says don't be afraid. <laughs> go. That's one. <laughs> number two is I always tell people we have a lot of people that are they can't help being um, sweet, having a sweet tooth. There's nothing mm. you can say. They like chocolates. Mm. They're not going to change now. They're adults already. They like um, fizzy uh-huh. drinks. They take a lot uh-huh. of coffee. In fact, coffee keeps mm-hmm. them tea. I mean, it's what keeps them going. I'm a coffee drinker too. So I always tell, I will tell you one thing. As a sweet tooth, a coffee drinker, a tea drinker, always make sure you have water mm-hmm. around Swish. you. I'm not going to tell uh-huh. you to stop. I'm not going to tell you to stop because you're most likely not going to. So every time you take chocolate, you take fizzy drinks, just rinse your mouth vigorously with water and nice. spit it out spit it out that, was that way you keep sugar oh. don't mm. spit it out that way you keep sugar away from your uh, teeth depending the duration when you're going to be ready to brush so imagine taking uh, yeah taking chocolate it sticks to the grooves mm. of your teeth and imagine you just fall asleep at night and the day you decide that you do not remember to brush then you have 24 hours action of sugar but imagine you have just goggled everything out mm. of your mouth also, doing that will keep coffee stains because the coffee stains are coming from the direct contact of the coffee to your teeth. So imagine after taking your coffee, you just rinse out your mouth or taking your cup of tea, rinse out your mouth and spit out. That way, you keep the debris and then, you know the stain factors and all of that away. That way, you you can keep healthier teeth. Most, most dentists won't tell you this, but I will tell you because I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to add that every people who say, "Oh, be a man," you know, stop crying. It's just that they probably never had dental pain before because that thing can cripple even the strongest of man. <laughs> exactly, I, and I always say that I have had dental pain before, so I understand when everybody's anybody's in pain. So I don't try to make them, you know, I don't try to force them to 
to be it. You can't force people to be a pain. It's not possible. Like, what are they going to do? Act like it's not there. So, I mean, I, I've had pain. I had it, an impacted third molar. And so when I had to have it uh, taken out, I was so scared. You know, the people that were, they were not helping. So I know what it feels like to be in that position. So I always empathize with everyone. And I say, you know what? At the point where I know you can't take it, can we take a break? Can we come back another day? Can we, you know, never be... St- I, I tell dentists, don't be stingy with your anesthesia. It's local anesthesia. They're not going to die. You know, can you give, be, be generous with your anesthesia so that they can, you know, feel good. Another point even adds to the importance of seeing your dentist is preventative dental care is less expensive than restorative care. So, yeah, Way even less, if it's I mean, expensive, it could cost you more later. And sometimes the damage can be so far gone that it's just a lot of stress on you. So, so yeah, the earlier you're better. Just visiting your dentist and getting things done early is always the best way. Cheaper, no, less painful, or less yeah. traumatizing. Like, yeah. it's faster. Most of the time, if you have a hole that is mm-hmm. not painful, you get it filled in like 10 minutes yep. or 15 minutes. Yep. You're out yep. of there. And there's no one that continues of care. Like, my dentist, like, we had this um, tooth that we were watching for a long time because he was kind of worried that there was a cavity filling mm. into it. And then he was like, let's just keep watching. Let's... And then one day he was like, no, we got to fill this, you know, because there's a, there's a bubble that he's not very comfortable with. I, I kind of also like the approach mm. that he chose. Like, he just told me make sure you're flossing and getting you know to the back of that pot spot and all that and then when he found that it was time for him to intervene he let me know what the problem is going to be but imagine if i wasn't if i wasn't going early i could have had a cavity and then god knows what could have happened you wouldn't even know until it's probably the pain the spontaneous pain that would just wake you up one day and you'd be like what's going on exactly exactly thanks for that um dr damlola for reminding us of the importance of dental health now let's move to just another part of your life you're a mom of two kids and your wife please how do you (laughs) you probably know that question is coming how do you manage to juggle everything you know finding that balance i plan to write a book I plan to write a book when I'm 40, so I'm going to put it properly because even where a lot of people have asked me, you know, family life, kids, um, work, that's career, business, because I mean, my, my, I mean, I'll talk, I'll, I probably will talk about their business later, but the business I run has been on for like 12, 10, 12, mm-hmm. 10, 11 years now. And everything together sometimes it looks like it's a lot people look at me a lot of people that have been able to walk up to me and ask me how do you do it i tell them that the truth is if i say this is one two three way uh i'm not sure but i recorded it one day because that day i was flowing someone was asking me and i said one thing is i know that there is grace definitely it has this to be this cannot be it's definitely I, I sometimes I feel like I, I must have more than 24 hours because I, I know that there is grace for it. And number two, I think what I do is I do a lot of writing um, the old-fashioned way, writing down what I want to okay. do for the day. It, it looks very funny, but I'm going to tell you what I do every day. When I wake up, tomorrow is um, Monday, for example. I wake up on Monday morning. Sometimes I do it the night before. I have a notebook. I pick up my pen. I write down everything I want to do tomorrow. It could be 23 things. It could be 17 things. It could be five things. I call across my entire life. So tomorrow morning, I want to make sure I call my assistant, tell her this, 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 this. Tomorrow, I want to make sure I do this. I want to sort this out, sort this out, sort this out. And I put everything together. I have so, 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 so patience to see everything is written down. 
or sometimes I don't even write how many. I just say at the clinic, this is what is going to be done. That um, I'm taking this meeting in the evenings. I'm taking this virtual meeting, and I put everything down. And at the end of the day, maybe like 9 p.m. at night, I score myself. Now I'm a very personally competitive <laughs> person. Like what I mean by competitive is I compete against myself. So I want to tell myself that I can do better tomorrow, next tomorrow. It's funny how I, I, I when people say, "Oh, you don't be in competition with people," you know, run your. I, I find that thing so easy to do. I don't even need anybody to motivate me to compete against myself. It's what I do. <laughs> so I, I write those things that at the end of the day, let's say, fifteen things to do today, and I could only do eight or nine. That's nine over ten. I do it, and I actually literally score it as a percentage, like nice. an examination. So. I say you scored 65% today. That means is that a pass mark? No. Is that an A? No. That's a B. That's a C. Means your performance today was a C. You didn't push yourself. Now look at the things you didn't do. Were you? Why didn't you do them? Were you too lazy? Did you procrastinate? You just didn't feel like, or you didn't have the time. So I try to see the ones that were. I can tell myself. You will know. Except you want to lie to yourself. You know the one that uh-huh. you just avoided, and you know the ones that you know was because there was no time. So the ones that there was, you know, you have to carry it over. You definitely have to carry it over to the next day. Now you have to push yourself again better the next day. Make sure you finish it up. I even put even put the things I want to do with my kids. You know, I need them to learn a, um, a chapter of the psalm. I need to write it down for them to read through every day. I need to go through this. Even praying with them, I put it there. So that the moment I write it down, I know I yeah. must do it. And that gets me through my day. Every day, I end up, at the end of the week, I have done more than... Or I've done as much as I set out to do, and it doesn't look like work because I am I, I'm doing it like I have a target. Finish this, finish this, finish that. Number two thing that drives me is I always tell myself, do you want to get older and then look back and say, I could have done this thing, I could have even attempted to do this thing at this time, but I couldn't push myself enough. That that the fear of that you know, gets, gets me going, gets me up from my yes. I don't want to be older and say I could have tried this thing, even if I feel that it, I could have tried it. And then what, what would be the worst that would have happened is that I would have failed. But I know that I had done it because I wanted to. That those are the things that there's so many other things that I mean it's it's book worthy actually, right? It's book worthy. But um, <laughs> till then, when I'm able to put my thoughts together, but basically, these are the things. This is how I get through. Put them I just down and down. try to improve on them. Yeah, them yeah. I know what you mean. I know yes. what you mean. I have a journal too, and I do that. I do mine for the week and mm-hmm. try to see the things I didn't accomplish, and I have like little key um, keys so that I see the ones that I procrastinated, the ones I'm transferring to the next week. But I like your idea of just even having that conversation mm-hmm. with yourself. What were some of my challenges for not meeting these goals and? Trying to improve on yourself like on a weekly basis. Thanks for that reminder. And all the best with your book. It's been lovely to um you know see Okay. Um how about your spouse? I mean, how how would you say your career and marriage has evolved over time? What have you learned from the experience when it comes to your marriage as well? So so it's very tough. If anybody says that it's easy, they're just lying. It's pretty much mostly, this is a very honest conversation now. Mostly, most women that are very driven, that are go-getters and people that, you know, just try to get a lot done in life. 
they are usually people that are sort of strong-willed. Mm-hmm. It's the kind second, of it's the second side kind of, of, the, don't take no. of the same yeah. traits. Yeah. yeah, of this exactly. So you you don't take no for an answer. If the door is locked, you kick it down because you need answers. Now those cannot may not necessarily be the best traits as a spouse, especially as a woman, especially as an African woman. You know, you're meant to be submissive. You're meant to, you know, be quiet. You're meant to. A lot of times, people just say, and then you know, there's also the African man and how what they want, how they want, you know, and all of those things. But, I mean, it's a whole lot. But I've, I over, I have a very understanding spouse that, you know, I mean, we did there recently when we did the 10th anniversary of my business, and then he was asked to speak. In my mind, I'm like, yes, this guy is going to say she's the most stubborn. <laughs> human being I've ever seen, I've ever met. But, you know, he said one thing and then it, it stuck with me. He said something like, it, with Dami, it's always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? There is never a, we have arrived. There's never a, this is the last one. You know, in the pandemic, she's doing live streaming for events. In this, and then, it was like, there's always something next and, and he's like over the years he has always learned to prepare his mind that there's always one thing <laughs> let's not get to comfortable the next thing to do <laughs> exactly so but the truth is it's not going to be so easy there are times when you know you are you're not available emotionally I try yeah, my yeah, best yeah. yes emotionally you're not available sometimes physically you're not available and I've tried my best to I mean God has helped me in that line I I, I mean raising these kids they, they they are turning out so beautifully. I'm so grateful to God for that. And but over you know you look at everything and you try to strike a balance. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you find it tough. Sometimes you're 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 at um, different places at that time. You know you're like ah I need to get this done. I need to. And the person saying relax. You know it's not that deep. And you you're like why is this person? Why can't this person see that? You know I want more from life. Yeah. You know and all of that. So at the end of the day. Uh, what I've learned over the years, at, at the initial stage, it was it was a struggle for me. I couldn't understand why, you know, um, I had to be a certain way, you know. But looking back, as you get older, you learn more. You learn a lot of things. As you get older in marriage, too, you learn a lot of things. It's different from the early stage. And then you realize that if you're more patient, even as an individual, it doesn't even have to be marriage. As a person, if you're more patient, you listen more, you talk less. You, you tend to get a lot more uh. from the situation. So sometimes you, what you just need to do is just be calm and try and understand how did we get here? How was the way forward? Let me hear you out. What's your real reason? You know, those things over time has replaced, you know, strong headedness, you know, stubbornness, Strongness, you know, yeah. just get yeah. it done, get it done, you know, and all of that. It wasn't always like that. It has always, I mean, in my 20s, I was, I was married in my, in my, I got married 25. And then, you know, those times you're just, I want to just make it in life. I just want to, you know. But you go older and you realize that you need to be more calm. You need to look at things from other people's so you perspective. Have kids. <laughs> you need to understand. <laughs> exactly. You need to look at everybody's yeah. perspective and say, you know what, what's, what, it's not just what is best for me. It's okay. Your reason is justifiable. Your, your, your reason, but every other person mm. is involved now. So you need to like, you know, argue less. It's very difficult, trust me. Even from time to time, I still, you know, stumble at these things. But okay. with time, we're all human. We will get there. That's the thing. Thank you so much for that. Um, I especially commend your vulnerability in, in just talking about 
try to strike a balance between you you because kind of like you, I, I can relate to that like there's always this burning passion to just keep doing more and it's usually in the service of others and sometimes you have to strike that balance between others that are outside of your family and then your primary mission as a you know as a married person as a mom because yeah, it's almost like you just want to give everything away give yourself away too much to other people you know and having an understanding yeah. spouse i think two things that mine does is and i'm sure maybe similar with yours is encouraging you to go, go live your dream out but also having to temper you when you're just going all all over you know that you're at this brink of exhaustion you know trying to like call you back home exactly let's say no to this one go rest you don't have to do this one this time around you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i have to say that if not for this guy probably would have been dead a while ago because there was no stopping me you know just keep going (laughs) like that little hamster you know um what's that in in a wheel yeah i'm saying well yeah anyways and thanks for just the the reminder to you know um like you, a trait, you know, there's something about exactly. It it's the yeah. same trait, the same trait that Balance gets you that people see, oh, she gets things done. It's the same trait that, you know, can lead to the other part of it. That exactly. Makes you, exactly. And people need to realize that mm-hmm. it comes together. It, yeah, it yeah, always it comes together. If you are, if you are, if you always, you would, there'll be the flip side to it that it might not be so pleasant. It is. It's the same. It's the same trait. The classic um, example Ayomide um, used to say was that someone that is oh he's so charming. Anyone that you think is charming, the other side of that trait is manipulation. True. You know, because the same trait is just dial it down a notch is one thing, another exactly. notch is another thing. <laughs> right. Right. So let let's talk about TWP. Um, it's, I mean, I think it's one of the top ones that we see around in Lagos for yes. sure. How did you get into event planning? And, ah, and I know, um, was it sometime last year or this year you rolled out, you know, there's an academy coming, yes. there's a, a school. Or, just, you know, tell us a little bit about TWP mm. and um, what that's all about. And what does it stand for? Let's start okay, with so, that. I know mm. the answer to that, but for those that are <laughs> Okay, so this is the thing. Um, let me first start with how the name TWP came. That was actually not the plan. But I, when I when mm. I fell in love with event planning, I fell in love with wedding planning and not general events. I just loved weddings. I mm. loved the beauty. I think people don't people like never. I told my team the, the last training we had. I mean, my team got bigger, so I needed to like, you know, reorientate. And I was telling them, and some of them didn't believe me. I said I, I fell in love with um, wedding planning by watching the wedding planner like um, J Lo, old movie. Um, and I that one, know, that one. Then she go and she stops somebody's husband. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so my my focus was not on the uh, stealing husband part, even though I mean <laughs> we've, we've had similar situations in Lagos. But I mean, really? It, oh yeah, really, really. Trust me, we've had. Oh, somebody's husband. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I mean, they were wow. planning the wedding, and then they just realized that you know. Then yes, I mean two three years down the line, the wedding planner got. Is that not like a breach of conflict? Co- there a conflict of interest right there? There was. But the at contract. the end of the day, you know, when when the, the marriage plans wasn't the working, was wasn't she, would, she she had to like you know step out, step down as their wedding planner, and then start dating the guy, and then like two three years later they get married. Yeah, it's happened. And then you know when they're just doing wow. it, and the wife just feels that sometimes, to be very honest, let me just digress a little bit. I mean, I I mean I, I must have planned a total of. 200 plus going to there about weddings if I put it count to it and there are many times I'm planning a wedding and I'm like these guys have no business being together nah you can't uh, but you can't, you say, can't anything. say anything sometimes you you uh-uh. pray that the sad truth 
they realize the sad truth and do something about it before, before they put the money in the, before you put it down, down yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it, it, to you you just want to get your job done and move on like get uh, the money uh, i've had a wedding planner friend that she told them she couldn't take it anymore and she told them to hold on and go for counseling like she doesn't mind paying for counseling wow. for them that this is yeah wow she was like this is not the way to go like i would be doing you i'll be guilty and i'll be doing you a disservice if i told you you guys should go ahead and i want to take your money you know i think there's I mean, something wrong with google so can you hear these me? things happen you are many times there's so many people i'll be like what are you guys doing together like you people are using red flags to so i should be for yourselves what is this like you are literally rolling in the red flags um i don't want to digress too much from the name but really it's just that um it's it's a very funny i always okay let me just go back to i always liked weddings and i didn't want to do any other type of event i just loved how you know planning a wedding the old love the romance and everything it just seemed beautiful they're watching that movie you know removing the taking husband part <laughs> i loved how you know meticulous she was she had everything she had like solution to everything so i kind of like just I, I built on that in my mind, like, you know, how usually American weddings um, or weddings outside Nigeria are not the same as, you know, weddings, they are totally different. They cannot school us on event planning because it's a whole different ball game here. So I just felt, how can you do all of this in this space? And then I think I started looking around in Nigeria, looking for someone I could train under before I found out. I was trying to even find out if somebody was even doing it. And I found um, the fire event. I decided to like, you know, no, that's full kebok now. Yes. So I decided to like intern a little bit. I mean, at first I asked. They said, oh, they were not. They don't have a training school. They don't have anything. Let me just be following people up and down, you know. And then, you know, try and just pick it one or two things. But because there, I had so much interest, I was researching on my own. I was just, I was making learning by observing, mostly. And so the name was actually the wedding people, and I just wanted it to be weddings. Then you know you do somebody's wedding, and then they'll call you my mom's birthday, my child's naming, my this, my that, and then for the for a good number of years, I was doing all those other events, but I wasn't documenting them because there was no platform to document. I was the wedding people, and it was supposed to just be weddings. Then I think 2018. I got a call from Accenture. They were going to do an event with um, UNDP. It was something about um, Accutan and tech. One thing, one thing. I was going to be paid in dollars, a lot of money in dollars. And there was no, and it was the wedding people. And they were like, I couldn't even, when I was going to take the first place, and I'm like, I just coined out the name immediately. I changed it. I just like TWP events because, I mean, this is not a wedding. This is a real, real, I mean, everybody in Nigeria knows Accenture. And then, um, all of this so i was just like no let's just you know finally let me just find something to you know do change just tweak the name a bit and so it was twp but it was still the same the wedding people lucky for me when i was going to register the company back then the wedding people wasn't available i had to do twp events to register so it was more or less like it was a long time coming already so recently i i rebranded and then just said you know what it's going to be twp events company and then under it you're going to have the wedding people for weddings twp socials and then other things now the academy uh that one we are really we did a test run and it was beautiful we did 10 classes online 
But we're going to repackage it. We're repackaging it in a very nice way, you know, and very soon by media, we're going to be releasing it. Um, and it's going to be beautiful. I, I realized that I had, or I have so much to give from a point of experience, so much to teach. Like people that intern with me, people that work with me, they're always like, they just want to be around to just hear something new. There's literally no mishap in an event that I've not experienced before. There is no. <laughs> I, I, I keep looking for. Wait, wait, like, like maybe your husband running away and not coming back. Yeah. Is that level of. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> name it. There's nothing I've not seen. Name I've seen it. Bride lock herself in the room in the morning and says, I'm not, I'm not getting married because the guy. Are you, are you contractually obliged to like find, like, you know, talk them into doing the wedding or what's your. So role? at that point, I just, have just to consult them and say, you know what, your family, they're all waiting for you. You can't do this. What if it's not? What if it's not the right decision for them? How do you know when to step in versus so, you know just at let, that point? Just today wedding. is the wedding. You guys have decided to this point. So why are you going ah, to? Why are you going to embarrass your family? So now <laughs> the funny thing is, I cannot say. So the the truth is, most of these people when they chicken out on the day, it's usually for like flimsy things. They did not bring a Bentley. They brought a Bentley instead of a Benz to pick me they, oh, you know, see, and then I'm like okay if you know you had a problem with this person okay so now a bride locked herself in the room said she wasn't getting married because the guy picked the wrong color of hat the cap for the traditional he picked pink instead of white she had she threw a fit like at some point I was like is it more than she has is it more than this cap <laughs> so was what I listened to her I think yeah, it's she was that, ranting yeah. and ranting and ranting. Was going to pull up the gale and then mess up the make. I, eh, eh, auntie, wait. I was like, okay, <laughs> let me know what exactly. Because I wasn't even there most of the time. I'm always, I, I'm usually not there when they're getting ready. I have, um, I have different coordinators for different roles. So there's always like one person on the team. They call them the couple's assistant. That one was one that called me. That wherever <laughs> you are, wherever you are, just come. Just come. <laughs> there's a there's problem. I was like, so when I got there, I was like, what's the problem? She, she has locked herself for like 40 minutes. Then she said, this is how he is. He does not listen. He's, he's, he's just silly. So it was more of, she feels that he's, he, it's yes, he doesn't listen to her. To her. Yeah. So she just, and it's been, so she just feels like, I just talk and he's hearing and he's not listening. Because I, mm. and that was where I knew that, okay. So. It was around the Yeah, so this was like, just, this was just, the cup yeah. was full and then she was reacting and I was like, you know what, this is not the day to do this. I know you are angry, but you yeah. need to speak to each other. You guys need to sit down and talk about it. Like, guy, I feel like I just talk. Do you always do, do you always do follow up with them? I just sit together. Do you always do like follow up? Where are they now? So those, so you <laughs> you need you need to have a relationship. So is, let me be very honest with you. I'm always afraid to follow up because sometimes I, I think so far in the last two years, um. two three years, in the last three years, I've had four weddings that I've done that they are divorced now. So I'm always scared to ask, how are you people oh, doing? Are you okay? You know, I don't want, I don't want to. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I had a bride just mm-hmm. reach out to me randomly and says, um, you guys should stop posting my wedding picture, Astrobac, stop posting this. We're not together anymore. This wedding was barely a year. I had to call my social media assistant that's just a wedding. Please don't post anymore. She's been triggered by the post and all of that. And I'm like, wow. So sometimes I just want to, mm-hmm. especially the ones I know, you know, there, there's some I see on mm-hmm. social media. There was a particular bride, and I'm, 
I'm seeing the kind of post and I'm like, no, this is not good. This doesn't look like, you know, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. You know those kind of posts that scream, trying to get attention. Yeah, help. help. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Help you get me I'm like, no. Yeah. So sometimes... Yeah, we don't we never come we never think about things like this. Like when you see like wedding planner pictures, you always focus on the moment, but then there's, there's a lot a whole of between and then afterwards. And sometimes you need to also know where to draw yeah. the line. Where, what is your business and what is not your business? So I was I was in there was a time I was planning a wedding. This is a bit of digression. I was planning a wedding and then the 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 groom was not in the country it was abroad and she has to do like video calls from time to time so i think she wanted normally i usually don't there's some i didn't want to go to check a dress with her i was like i don't like checking dresses with people it takes the whole day it's It's stressful it's not my job i can have Mm. someone do that with you or i always prefer you take someone you trust maybe like your mom or your friends you know people that will tell you the truth because so so she dragged me along and i was like okay and then you know she was trying to tell the guy this is um you know um look at the wedding planner she's with me once again get check the dresses and then the guy was so cold and she felt embarrassed but looking at her face i knew it wasn't the first time she was only upset that i got to witness it you were, you were dead, and yeah. I, I could oh. tell. I just, I was just quiet, you know. And along the line, the way she realized that, she realized how I handled it. I didn't see anything. I didn't, I didn't. And I told her, you know what? Because I saw she was also not happy. I said, you know what? Maybe we should pick some other time. Um, I could call your sister. Maybe your sister can join us. Maybe we could have lunch after. You know, I just tried oh. to butter up the situation. Then another oh. day, she opened up to me, and then she said a whole lot until she was crying. At that moment, I wanted to why say, why are you marrying you him? But then again, you she answered my question in my head. The question was in my head. I couldn't say it, but she answered me, not knowing that that was what I was. She was like, you know, but she just loves him so much. She does not think she can survive. You know, and I'm like, <sighs> I, I don't get, you don't think you can survive not loving him or not marrying him. Which part? But uh, at that point, I knew that whatever... Um, advice I gave at that point was not going to then when I finally had a meeting with her dad and he also shared the same sentiment with me I just knew that she had to come to the realization if her parents cannot rescue them she had had to come to the realization herself that you know Something is up. This is not good. I see a lot of things. Sometimes you 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 try to interfere. And did the wedding go ahead? They so had I, wedding. I, I I I turned. I think at some point we had a fallout. There were some things, and I told her at some point, I, I'm sorry, I can't continue to be your event planner. Uh, definitely, I'm not going to refund your money. I mean, <laughs> but I would suggest you go and find somebody else. So funny enough, the person that eventually planned the wedding was a friend. So she called me after the oh. wedding and said, Dummy, 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 I heard you had one on this event before. She had a whole one hour gist for me and said, Why? She told me, and after this, the, the event planner finished talking, she said, Dummy, I give them three months. I said, Don't say that. I said, Don't say that. I think you need to pray for them rather than say things like that. I said, You're speaking it. Oh. It might just happen. Why not yeah, say? She was like, no, oh. in your mind, dummy. What? How many? How many months do you think you give them? I said, I pray <laughs> that they last long. But she was like, I give them three months stops. 
I was like, those don't don't speak like that. These things, yeah, these things yeah. are not. They're not the way. What's yeah, happening? Exactly. Yeah. So just let let it be. If anything, if it if they come to your mind, just pray for them, and hope that everything will yeah. be, will be fine. So yeah. Mm, in that light, we we hope everything I will be do, fine with you. But man, you you have such a full plate, such a full plate. As we round off now, I just wanted to ask you this: what what does the future look like for both your practice and also your other um your other um entrepreneurial side, which is your TWP? Yeah, They're both entrepreneurs as you. But let's talk about your your dental profession, uh, profession, and then your um. So a lot of people always feel like you know you should drop one for one so that one can blow some. I've heard that a lot of times that you know you can't. So people even ask me which one is the side also between the two. I said none, because when they see how big this mm-hmm. one is and they see how big this one is and they're like, okay, which one is the side? I said none is the side. I feel like I want to be the poster girl for you can do it all. It's not. Some people feel like oh you have like two personalities. I said no, it's the same person. It's just like you know the way God is God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. You can actually manifest in different just, places yeah. and they will be strong so i mean event planning has evolved now we have different arms i have a lot of people that work with me now you know i literally can go on holidays and then events will go on smoothly i intend to build the team bigger you know um just get it a lot bigger and then also try to make sure they can run completely without me because i feel like i feel like um I feel like I always feel this need to want to because the, pe- the people I have around me are people that I know that they were they were like me some years ago. I didn't have anybody to show uh, me like this is how to do it. There was nobody. Nobody was willing. So I was uh, learning by observing, learning uh, by doing, learning by failing. So when I see a lot of people that come to me and then they, you know they show so much interest, they want to grow, they want to learn. I feel the need to want to pour, you know, into them and. That way, my team gets bigger. They also, you know, pour into people. Some of them, yeah, some of them don't even want to leave. They just want to stay here and, you know, keep. And they were building a very formidable team, you know, and all of that. And for dental, um, yeah, some things are coming later in the year. I'm not at liberty to like God. Exactly. So many things. I was, earlier this morning, okay. so I was saying, I just feel like some something big is coming. I just, I can feel it. And I know that. It's not just feeling it, but planning for it. That's one thing I'm always big on. Yeah. This year, I wrote down everything, how I want everything to expand, where I want it to be by the end of the year. And I believe God that, you know, it's going to come to pass. Well, good to see you that. Now, finally, it would be just your kids. Um, what kind of values would you say you now live by, by virtue of being a mom and like how are you trying to emulate those values with your kids? Okay, so I grew up in a in a family where learning the scriptures was a big deal. Sometimes, up till now, when I'm listening to it, maybe I'm in church and I'm listening to a message and the pastor is quoting scriptures, I find out that I know most of them and I don't even know where they are. I'm just finishing the scriptures with the pastor and I have to go and search. Sometimes I'm praying, I have to go and search, where did I? And I realized that Almost all the scriptures I learned them when, when I was less than twelve. Yeah, younger. Yeah. All of them, surprisingly, mm-hmm. even the ones that I don't even realize that I remember, I do. 
So it's yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. and so I re- I, mm-hmm. I said one thing. This the word of God is spirit. It is life. It would it would build you. The Bible says that the word of God is able to build you. So even the places where I know that I'm not able, I know the word of God is able. So one thing I want to I, I yeah. always live by is my kids have to be full of the word of God. They need to. From now, if they can learn um, graduation songs, if they can learn. You know, team songs, <laughs> exactly, team songs of cartoons. <laughs> then they can learn the word of God. Yeah. They can learn Psalms. They can learn scriptures. They can. And the funny thing is that it, it, it like, like the, the Bible says, it's spirit, it is life. It might look like words, but when they are saying it, it's spirit, it is life. Yeah. It. So they have scriptures. Yeah. I always say that it's the word of God I want them to live by. I want them to live by knowing that, you know, there is dignity in labor. You don't, you need to work for, for whatever you get so you it, can't be lazy when you don't when they, when they look at their parents and then they you know you look at your parents your mom your dad and you can say that you know for sure these people em- emulated hard work and not just trying to cut corners we are in a generation whereby everybody is cutting corners everybody just wants yeah. excuse me things handed to them you know they don't want to work for it they don't want to apply themselves and those are the things that i keep trying to emulate and show them as much as possible, you know. Okay. Just ensure that, you know, as you grow up, you're growing by the word of God, but you're also growing up to know that you need to work hard. That's 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 um that's the principle to live by. Work hard, work smart. I try my best to expose them to, you know, a lot of things to ensure I know what their interests are, you know, but also try mm. to curtail the exposure where in a very, very funny age. Where if you're not careful, I'm telling you, you think, I try yeah, to make yeah. sure that, or, or like you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't so very close to my parents. We weren't so open. It was intense. You oh. know, you, there, there are so many yeah. things you couldn't yeah. walk up to your parents back then and, and just say to yeah. That's but it. my kids, they come up. Yeah, parents, I always try to make yeah. sure that they're they're in a safe environment where they can talk. Just tell me, okay. Well, so what's what's the interesting thing that happened in school today? Oh, Brian kissed yeah. Ivy. Ah, Brian kissed Ivy. Did you tell your I don't want to act yeah. surprised and like you know like so shock. Tell, like, so, oh, yeah. so who knows about it? Ah, we told our teacher. Yeah. What did your teacher say? They said, um, "Do you think it's a good thing?" You know, all this just follow up questions and then just make yeah. sure they. Yeah. Yeah, so you're yeah. not sounding too alarmed, but then again, you're like Jesus yep. Christ. Hey, What's that, Let's start judging them. <laughs> you know, I think it's a funny world, but you just have to I always believe also that there is no one size fits all for parenting. You just need to ask God to help you with the one that you have. To help you. Because you, <laughs> like God, look at these children. That's you gave them to me. See, just, you just help, help me. <laughs> like, Come on, help yeah. me. Help me, help me, please. <laughs> and that's just it. But really, I just, I'm just enjoying it. You know, every time I look at them, I'm like, ah. I like yeah. <laughs> I ask them sometimes. I'm like, am I your mother? They say yes. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> She'll say because she gave birth to me. I'm like, were you there? <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? <laughs> but just, just for the just for the bounce of it, like you know, 
<laughs> I don't even know why I do it sometimes. I just do it. <laughs> At least the first one might not be able to answer uh, but the second one for sure. The first one can back uh, up the second one. I was there when they gave me Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I don't know why I do it, but I just do it for the fun of it, just to engage them, you know. I think it's fun. I think I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I, I think it's fun. Filming and, then, and then... Uh, and they, they, they get mad. Why are you filming us all the time? I'm like, I'm trying to keep memories for you. Look at you. You'll be grateful in the future. Yeah, <laughs> my daughter is like that. So she also, I think, I, in fairness to her, I've, I've kind of ruined everything. Because I was always taking pictures almost every day. Now she's like, no, mommy, no, stop, no. I don't want cheese. I don't want cheese. <laughs> but they'll be grateful when they are looking for pictures of this, you know, no, video. Don't mind, don't mind, don't mind them. They, they don't I'm know a... how much storage space is that taking on my you phone. Know. I could be using that to store that thing, you know, yeah. But do it for the Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, done. I'm done with questions yeah. for you. But if you had, I don't know if you had any questions for me. Things you might be curious to know as a host, or just you know whatever you'd like to ask. I hardly do that segment on the show anymore. So <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, well, I know that you're a professor, and I'm very. I, I look at you, and I'm very, very. How do I put it now? Um, starstruck. Yeah, that's the word now. I don't even know. Because I, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is a big deal. Big deal, like big deal. You know, you are a big deal too. I'm, I'm so glad. I, I've watched you. Watched your. It's not a question. It's just a comment. I've watched. You know, your, your oh, everything you. from from so many years. I think um, a lot of people should listen to you more because. You you are like you're like an epitome of knowledge, and I like how you very much are interested in things that don't even have anything to do with, you know, health, pharmacy, and all of that. And it's just beautiful yeah. to see if everybody can understand that the human mind is has a lot of capacity. So, it's so yeah. beautiful that you can so do so many things than rather than limit yourself. Yeah, you know, you can have fun while you're doing it. You know, I've been a lot of I've been. People, you can take interest in things that people don't expect you to take interest in, and it's okay because it's fun, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. everything. Yeah. And I see you blossoming, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, things. But we thank God. And I just, I just say, I just always say that one thing. I also see it in you, and like people need to learn to live in the moment. Like, I like when I see it in people, and I'm always very happy when I see it because people always forget to be live right now like mm-hmm. you don't yeah. want to look back sometimes if you now think about when you were in high school when you were in college and then the yes down, because yeah. you were trying to be so grown you know and then now you now look back now you're paying bills you know you're paying bills and those days where you could have just enjoyed not paying bills you wanted to be a grown grown adult you know and then you also want to look back right now you know early stages of parenting and you want to enjoy it, you know, you want to look back to career and say those years I put in work, now I'm, you know, here. It's so beautiful. So I just, I, I enjoy watching people live in their moments. Like, just enjoy everything that is going on around you. Do as much as you can. Enjoy it. Don't kill yourself too much, but, you know, enjoy enjoy every moment of it. And you look back and, and be happy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I'm you so, so much. for. I'm so glad I did this. Thank you. (laughs) 
I'm I'm glad to have had you, and I can imagine. I mean, you've 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 shared a lot of nuggets today. I think a lot of things I'll be taking with me will be just you know going forward, right? And pursuing your passion, pursuing your your using your God-given talent to the maximum. Don't limit yourself. Don't say, oh, let me drop this one to be able to do that. Whatever you can do, do it. And remember that you don't you don't work alone. You work with grace. For believers like us, we know that. You know, our strength doesn't come from our knowledge or from our intellect or from our you know, willpower. It's, it's from God. And being from the Creator, we want to emulate Him. Yeah. And and that sometimes, that always in, in service of others by using our God-given talents. And so thanks for that reminder. And you know what? I know the future is just, you know, um, your oyster and there's so much more coming from yes. you. And we cannot wait to see just what more. Yes. Like your husband would say, what's, what's next? next? <laughs> what's next? Well, yes. <laughs> and um, so send me well to you, um, your kids and yeah, your husband yeah. as well. On behalf of everyone on the show, I want to thank you so much for sacrificing your Sunday Bye. evening because I know it's quite late on your end yeah. to chat with us thank today. Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, then. Hopefully, I can bring you back whenever you yes, have yes, your stuff. Yes, we'll yes, like yes. to put you again. <laughs> All right, Take then. Care. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. All right, everyone. That was All a podcast right. with um, Dr. Balogun. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to catch up on other episodes from the Mossible Podcast. As usual, I remain your host, Mossible, and I hope you get more out of your life today. Take care. Bye. Thank you.